and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the podcast from Little Bird Marketing Company. We always tout this as the modern podcast for the modern entrepreneur. So hopefully this connects with you, but I have a really special guest on today. This is Wendy Limbert, and I met her at a very amazing, um, uplifting, how should we describe it, Wendy? Just a yeah, magical. Yeah, definitely, a, yeah, inspiring. Oh, inspiring. Yeah. That's probably the best word for it. I was super charged when I came back from that retreat. That That's for sure. Yeah, um, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, so Wendy and I share a coach, Christine Kane, and she just really has a way of bringing out the absolute best in you and reminding you of your true authenticity. And, you know, from listening that I talk about true authenticity on this podcast all the time. And so, of course, when I met Wendy, I knew immediately this is one of my people. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to have her on today. We're going to talk just really casually about what she does. And I know for some people, the idea of a coach or maybe life coach or business coach, sales all these different things. You've heard all these different words and some people think, oh, now it's probably gotten so common and even people having trainers. It's not so weird anymore. But I think there's still some need to demystify what is it that a coach does. And then obviously each coach is going to be so different. So we're just going to hear from Wendy really who she is and what what does she embody and what does she offer to people. And really, as always, I'm looking for what's, what's the growth that we can gain from this and move just a step closer to being our authentic selves. So Welcome, Wendy Limbert. Thank you so much, Priscilla. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here. It's so fun. I love talking with you because I think we have share like really great energy. And mm-hmm. I also love that your business is relatively new, but mm-hmm. you're so energized by it. I totally know that you're in the right vein. <laughs> so yeah, that yeah. feels good. Tell me a little bit about the process, how you kind of came to self-discover that this was for you. Yeah, absolutely. I decided to start this business about a year ago, actually, after attending the same retreat that you and I just met at this year. Um, the one this was the one last January, and I thought that it was. I thought that that retreat was for like personal development. <laughs> I didn't really know what it was, and it turned out that it was almost entirely about business development. I was like, awesome. oh, okay. So I had been sort of thinking about starting some kind of business online. Before that, I had been doing program evaluation. My background is in psychology. I have a PhD in social psychology. So I had done like research stuff and data analysis, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, I just was looking for something else that I really loved. But, you know, like starting a business, that's like a whole thing. I just wasn't sure about that kind of commitment. So yeah, it is. It's its thing, isn't it? (laughs) It is. It is a whole thing, you know. But then I'm at this retreat. And it's like, like you said, it's super inspiring. And it's, it's all about working on your business. And I was like, all right, well, I'm here, so I'll just say, if I was going to have a business, I think that I would do life coaching. I'll just pretend like I'm going to do life coaching and just play with that, and that'll be cool. Just while I was there, you know, you can do, they have a thing where you can do like a 15-minute one-on-one consult with one of their business coaches. And so I sat down, and I was like, hey, I kind of want this business. I don't know if it's going to work because this and that, all my reasons. And this coach basically in like in 10 or 15 minutes just very easily dismantled all of my excuses. And it was like, look, it's entirely possible for you to have this if it's what you want. You know, hearing her say that and being at that retreat surrounded by a whole bunch of other people who had their own businesses, it just, it was a space where it suddenly did feel possible. Right. Which was 
That yeah. is what I say all the time in my podcast is that I hate, 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 hate how much business owners are meant to feel so stupid about what they don't know. Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. You know, and that this whole kind of creating a business or, you know, running a business, and it goes all the way up the up the rungs through a, like a VP of marketing to a CEO. I have people uh-huh. that are running really major multi-million dollar companies, but they are made to feel so stupid for the things they don't know. I was just talking with a really amazing client of mine, and he's uh-huh. always going, okay, I'm sorry. I go back to basics about SEO. Okay, where are we at and what are we doing? You know, oh, uh-huh. and so I explain uh-huh. it again. And to me, so many people are always explaining all of these odds and ends of business running to people in a way that makes entrepreneurs, startups, VPs of marketing, you know, mm-hmm. CEOs feel stupid. Mm-hmm. That I, I love this idea of, you know, people hear about a coach or a business coach or sales coach, all these other kinds of things. But really, how simple is it? I love this idea of someone just kind of putting it out there for you. Well, this is possible if you want it. Yeah. <laughs> That's powerful. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it's, you know, especially when it's somebody that, I mean, this was somebody that I like really had just met, you know, but just, I felt like I could trust her to say that, you know, I didn't feel like she was just selling me something, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it was, she just was saying like, Hey, it's possible. And, you know, I could feel it for myself that it was true. It, you know, it was so different. I mean, it was really transformative for me because I had just been telling myself for so long, well, you know, you can't just make up a business doing something you're excited about. Like nobody's going to pay you for that. That's not going to work. You know, <laughs> I mean, all the standard stuff, right? Right. And so to hear somebody say, no, it's totally possible. And like, here, this is how you do it. We're going to tell you exactly how to do it. Right. I mean, it was just amazing to have somebody bridge that gap so that mm-hmm. I could believe in myself. Right. Well, and so you could do your genius work, really. I mean, let's talk a little bit about what is your genius work, because you come at life coaching. And I know there are some people, as soon as they hear life coaching, they're like, oh, this is going to be like, you know, touchy, feely, weird, you know, this kind of stuff. But, you know, I meet so many of you just wonderfully inspiring and passionate people who really care about bringing out the best in someone, but very trained. So let's talk a little bit about what your training and how that led here and what, you know, how that bolsters your new insights, which led you into life coaching. So where, where yeah, did it start? Definitely. As far as, I mean, my background, like I said, is in psychology. So I feel like that's been a really nice kind of foundation just mm-hmm. as a general stuff. I mean, I was in social psych. I wasn't a clinical psychologist or anything like that, but it's, it was kind of a good foundation. And so, I mean, I had people telling me, you know, like, well, just, you know, find a training that you like, but like you have a PhD in psychology, just you can be a coach if you want, (laughs) you know, like, right, you're kind of qualified already. And so I was going to do that. And then I came across, I kept, I had several people tell me about Martha Beck and I had never heard of Martha Beck. I am not like an Oprah follower. She's like a regular on, and I guess the O magazine or she Mm -hmm. was, or somehow like, it seemed like everybody knew who Martha Beck was and I had Mm -hmm. no idea. So I finally checked out her website and watched some of the material on it. Here's some videos and stuff. And um, her training I love because it is a fantastic combination of like very practical, here's what you do, like let's figure out some next steps, you know, action that you can take. But it Mm -hmm. also has a component which for me was missing for a lot of the other trainings, which was Mm -hmm. that piece about connecting to your authentic self Hmm. because that was my big concern as a coach and like you know as I was thinking about well I'd like to get additional training because I'm really good I mean I'm just naturally good anyway at like making plans setting goals I have no problem doing that and I'm great at helping other people do it 
Mm-hmm. But if that's not the right goal for them, I don't want to do that. You know, that's not right. what I want to help them with. I right, want to make right. sure first that they know what's going to make them happy. And mm-hmm. then let's talk about how to get there, you know? Right. So when you say that, uh, you know, you when we've talked before, you've mentioned to me, so this is kind of the second time it's coming up, so it's making me think, oh, this might be an important part, is yeah. you mentioned that, you know, it's about really finding before you just go and make all this plan, and yeah, you could bring it mm-hmm. and actualize it, but what is it you're trying to actualize, really digging deep and finding that? Because, you know, you and I talked about that a little bit, and you mentioned to me that one of your ideal people that you work with are really already very successful people, and it's not that they are lacking in the success department, but the, maybe they're lacking in the purpose department. Is I'm par- paraphrasing yeah. you. Is that is that yeah, kind of no, close? Yeah, I think that's very accurate. Like I say, lacking in the purpose department and lacking in the happy department. Mm-hmm. I mean, which certainly described me. I mean, you know, I was I was doing fine. Like I mean, I mm-hmm. had my PhD. I finished that. I got I was self employed successfully as a program evaluator mm-hmm. and. You know, I mean, what's to complain about? I mean, I set my own hours. I had, you know, I worked with people I liked. You know, I was using my skills. I was using my, that I spent so long in school for. But, um, you know, it just, it felt like work. Mm. It wasn't like I was super excited to, like, learn more about program evaluation. Or, you know, I mean, I would sit around at meetings with other independent evaluators because we would network, which was nice. But, like, people would sound so excited, (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, wow. I want me some of that. When you love your work. <laughs> right. You're all, huh. yeah, I need some of that. That's cool. Yeah. You know, and uh-huh. so it really, um, and it was hard. It was hard to, it was hard to just let go and say, okay, I just, I don't know what I want for a while. It's mm-hmm. really hard to do that because, you know, like I said, it's all, I mean, I was really good at goals. I always knew what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I went and got it. You know, so to have this kind of like, yeah, but what do I want? Right. It's hard to sit in that place. Right. Well, I think it's even harder to sit in that place with yourself. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you you would probably have a hard time even doing it to yourself, even though you're very skilled. And I got to say... You know, having interacted with you just in this in this year, I already know I can feel it, you know, just when we were talking and being able to get very authentic very quickly. But you Mm -hmm. are a very, very good listener. And oh, uh-huh. that's interesting. And I'm, I've really, I talked with you about this a little bit before we came on the podcast because I'm really going to ask you a lot of questions and I want you to talk. I want to hear from you. But I know that your, your superhero power really is <laughs> listening, but I'm going to challenge you to be out of that a little bit today because I want so much to hear from you and want my, my listeners to have this whole idea demystified. But tell me a little bit about how the lack of listening in our society, if you think, you know, how does that play into the need for your type of life coaching? Because you said specifically uh, one of your ideal clients is very successful, but they're missing in certain things. It's almost like they need to self-discover it. Well, then I meet you and I'm like, wow, she's an amazing listener. So I think that has to fit in there somehow. What, what do you <laughs> think about that, about listening and, yeah. and your skill set? Yeah, I think, I mean, absolutely, I agree 100% that having someone listen deeply to us is something that most people are really starved for. And it's it's having other people listen to us and hear us and understand us. But it's also at some point becomes about that you lose touch and you, your ability to listen to yourself, to your authentic self. Oh, 
And so okay. I think it's, you know, it's both. It's it's both having other people hear us and having ha- listening, you know, having being able to hear ourselves, our authentic voice. Okay, so let's follow that thread a little bit. Mm-hmm. So how do you, it is one thing I hear that you listen to someone and you kind of draw out for them and you're listening to them. Mm-hmm. What is involved in that? And then what is the transition that can happen where they can find the space to listen to themselves? What, what's the difference between those two? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for me, listening is, you know, for me as a coach, listening is about being relatively empty myself in a as a neutral space for people. Is that because to, you're trying to come with no judgment or what? Come and tell me a little yeah, bit more. It's, it's non-judgment and it's, you know, so that I can more intuitively respond to what they're saying because it's really easy, especially for my ideal clients are very smart people. They're very used to thinking, solving problems mentally, you know, they're great at articulating, analyzing, talking through a problem. And avoiding and emotional pain? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. sometimes. <laughs> so for me, hearing somebody who's going to tell me about a problem, there's a lot of information there. What I need to do to be a really good listener is to let go of the details. It's kind of like if it was if it was a visual metaphor, it's like I take a very soft focus. I don't look at the details of what's happening. I kind of step back, like squint my eyes a little bit and say, okay, hmm. from the big picture here, what am I noticing? You know, what's the underlying thing? What's what's going on there? Because it's so easy to get caught in the details. And when you're telling the story, it's so easy to focus on the details. And it's much easier for someone else to take that bigger picture view. I like what you just articulated. What am I noticing? Mm -hmm. Because it's not necessarily the one truth that they're putting out there. Okay, so that's interesting. That's That's a piece of listening. I don't think I... I really have thought of before. Okay, you're challenging me a little bit, so that's good. <laughs> okay, so you're you're trying to notice what's going on, and then what what typically unfolds in that? What is what does that look like, or feel like, or sound like? What happens is, and that sort of gives me like a little next step to follow. You know, when I do coaching mm-hmm. with sessions with people, it's not, you know, we don't sit down at the beginning with some kind of like plan about here's how the session's going to go. You know, mm-hmm. it's you know, we go in with a topic, you know, and they'll say ahead of time, okay, here's what I want to work on. But being able to do that noticing and say, okay, just this morning, actually, I did a session with somebody who he is a teacher and was, you know, he, he likes the teaching. He's not sure that he wants to continue. He thought he's got some other ideas that he wants to put together maybe for side businesses. And so one thing he was thinking about was being a substitute teacher mm-hmm. and, you, you know, having that be his main income stream so that he had time for these other things. And so, you know, as he was talking, I was noticing, okay, how do different things kind of sound to me? How do they feel? I said, okay, let's do mind body exercise and, you know, see how it feels. Empty your head, get relaxed. And how does it feel when you picture yourself doing the substitute teaching and then having time for these other things? And he was really surprised to realize that he felt, mostly he felt a bunch of tension in his jaw. And he said, you know, it's actually resentment that I'm feeling. Hmm. And so then I said, well, that's interesting. You know, tell me more about that. And he said, yeah, you know, it's, I actually, I don't want to do the substitute teaching. I feel like that actually would be a trap for me. 
really it's that I don't want to do the teaching anymore. I want to do something different. Oh, wow. That's so interesting because that seems like the logical or maybe socially acceptable thing to do that would work, but that's not going to bring him any kind of happiness. Right. He would have been, you know, like you said, trapped and stuck and still unhappy, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So instead, you know, once we got to there, it was like, oh, well, that's that's important <laughs> to know. Okay, so let's talk about, and he, it turned out he had like three or four other ideas of things that he was, you know, much more excited about. Right. But he hadn't seen necessarily how to, how to make them happen or, you know, this idea that, well, the substitute teaching is the answer had kind of blocked him from really letting himself look at those other things, you know? Mm -hmm. So do you feel like then as a life coach, would that be a good word that you're really facilitating that self-discovery? Oh, yeah. Allowing for it? Facilitating, guiding, yeah, allowing. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, really it's the client that has to allow it, you know, but um, yeah, facilitating and guiding, I think are really, those are the words. I mean, that's, you know, part of my, you know, initially when I was thinking about being a life coach, I was like, oh my God, not a life coach. (laughs) Something else, something else. Um, But, you know, I didn't even know what a life coach was. You know, like, I seriously did not know. And here I am going like, no, I'm not doing that. So once I actually, it was actually at the retreat. It was funny that I was talking about a year ago. So I went through the retreat. I said, okay, I really, I think maybe life coach, I'll see. So on the plane ride home from that retreat, I happened to sit next to a woman who also had been at the retreat, but we hadn't talked. Turns out she was a life coach. Wow. And she also did energy work, which is another thing that I was interested in possibly incorporating somehow. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to ask you questions on the way home. I hope that's okay. <laughs> hey, and you've got her trapped. Fantastic. I mean, she's got nowhere yeah. to go. <laughs> yeah. No, and I mean, she was great. She was super excited. I actually hired her to be my coach um, a few months later because it, cool. it just was a great connection. Um, but so she told me all about being a coach and she was like, yeah, no, it's not, you're not giving advice. You're not fixing people. You're not, it's nothing like that. You know, it's really helping people uncover for themselves, like all of the amazingness that is inside them. That's that's, really what it is. That's very, very cool. It is. It's so cool. Let's talk a little bit about the practical side. So say somebody wanted to do that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so you have a different take. um, And I'm sure every life coach does. um, But Mm -hmm. you you have one way of connecting with people that I that resonates with me. And that is Mm -hmm. sometimes you use art. Mm -hmm. um, And I think maybe it might be safe to say maybe it's not necessarily art that you're using, but maybe a little bit of play. Maybe a little bit of whimsy. Yeah. So for those of people who I said art and they just shut off, please come back. Don't be alarmed. It's okay. (laughs) Exactly. There's so much shame around art and creativity. Ah. It's so sad. It is. It is. But, you know, sometimes it's that that letting go and kind of almost like bringing out that childlike, you know, just a pure joy. And I love where you're going is saying, I want people to go back and be happy in their life and be joyful in their life and remember what that felt like. And so I like that you integrate those things and I'm a big fan of Zen um, Zen Tangles and uh-huh. you had for a while you had something on your website which I downloaded I got to tell you I really loved it um, <laughs> my daughter and I did it you had a Zen oh, Tangle good. that was up there and I downloaded two copies of it and my daughter and I sat and colored it and it was so cool because it's just it's really is just it's about joy right mm-hmm. so I know that you offer some free things online 
uh, just, you know, to give people a little taste of what you do. And um, right now you have on there a free five-minute reset meditation. And so Mm -hmm. my listeners, just go out to Wendy Limbert, W-E-N-D-Y-L-I-M-B-E-R-T, Dot com, and you could get uh, just a little freebie from her there. But let's talk a little bit about how do people engage with a life coach? How do you start with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like once people would find me and decide that they are interested or... Yeah, yeah. So how here. would how would someone work with you? And, and okay. so, that, so that we could understand there's there's got to be a, somebody who is a real fit for you, but oh, maybe yeah. not everybody. So... What's that process? Because I am really about demystifying it and people going, still leaving it up there like at this big concept, life coach up there. How mm-hmm. do you bring that in mm-hmm. someone's mind down to, oh, it's the thing I'm thinking about today? So, yeah. yeah. So how how does someone engage like that? You know, what happens is I you know, have a process for people who think they might be interested in coaching. Oh, that's you know, interesting. We, we do, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because most people haven't worked with a coach before. I mean, coaching is getting really popular, but most people still like don't actually know any life coaches even uh, personally. Okay, well, that's that's lowers that lowers the stress level right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's easy to feel like coaches are everywhere. And they kind of are. But at the same time, I mean, as as far as I know, most of my other like personal friends and family could not name another life coach, if you ask them, you know, besides me. So yeah, it's really most people have not worked with a coach before. Mm -hmm. So um, the first thing that I that I want to do is make sure that they do understand what it is, what I can do, what I can't do, you know, in cases they might be better off with somebody else, um, you know, like a specifically a career coach or maybe sometimes a psychologist or mm-hmm. whoever, you know. So we, we just do a little interview and I say, OK, so just tell me basically what are you what makes you think that you want a coach and what would you be looking to get out of it, mm-hmm. basically. And so for me, it tends to be my clients are people who really and it's funny, I wasn't going to use this language when I was starting, when I was putting stuff together, because nobody will know what I'm talking about. That's weird. But seriously, the people who are coming to me say, I want to be more in touch with my authentic self. I want to follow my inner guidance more. Things like that, which, you know, I thought, I mean, I just, I would never have thought that I should be talking like that, but apparently people are ready for it. (laughs) So great. Um, And it's really because what happens is, I mean, some people have, like really have lost sight of because they have lost that habit of listening to their authentic self. Mm-hmm. Even when they try, they can't hear it anymore. Right. And that's not and, something that can just be fixed in a one session or a talk with your girlfriend or a, oh, right. I had an epiphany one day at, at a meeting or something. So yeah. I mean, sometimes you, you do get sometimes like, you know, you'll get like a one insight or you'll have something that's something will strike you and you're like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. I mean we've all had those kind of moments Mm -hmm. and so you get stuff like that but then to be able to do that on a consistent basis and even with smaller things that don't require like out of the blue lightning strikes you know it's so helpful (laughs) for getting to to what's happy right right well it's so funny because you're right you know although the concept is not out of our vernacular I think in our society it is still seen as coaches are things for the celebrities oh you know or even you mentioned that this you know that this Dr. Martha that she's you know connected to Oprah and things like that and you know we see you know people talk like that but it just like as an everyday well it is interesting because we completely accept 
personal trainers like athletic trainers, you know, oh, yeah. And, yeah, and totally. that's totally normal. Yeah. Nobody has a problem, you know, handing them yeah. money for, you know, a half a year or for a year project. Like, look, I really need this accountability. So tell me yeah. a little bit about the piece of accountability, because I am telling you, I am one of those people that if I don't pay someone to meet me at the gym, right. I will not go to the gym. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that is, I mean, that is a huge part of the coaching is, you know, part of it is, um, you know, for me, helping people learn how to hear that inner guidance. Mm-hmm. The next thing is, once you hear it, a lot of times it's telling you things that you might not want to know. Oh. Like, I mean, like this guy that I talked to this morning that was the teacher, you know, if he hadn't had other ideas at the ready for what else he could do, it would be really scary to for him to know that, oh, he really doesn't want to do the substitute teaching. Oh, right. well, now what? You know, and so um, dealing with dealing with that, with what comes up when you do hear the message and it's hard or it's going to hurt somebody's feelings if you act the way that feels in integrity to you, something like that. And so the accountability part is every couple, I, I talk with people every couple of weeks. And so it's, you've always got that next realignment to, okay, I want to follow, I want to follow my authentic self, but here's what it's telling me. And I'm kind of freaked out. And so let's, sort that out. Right, right. Um, So that's, you know, that's where the accountability comes in is it really supports the client as they're navigating this Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out how to move through life in a little bit different way than they have been. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. And move, I like how you say move through life, but it's really like moving through their life because oh yeah I yeah. feel like you know you you know you, because of all the listening that you bring in and that lack of judgment it really is them defining what it is that they want mm-hmm. that's yeah it creates that safe space for them to go in mm-hmm. even though it's scary right find out you know what their answers are mm-hmm. and then it's a, you know still a safe space as they figure out okay, what action to take as a result of that? Right. Because then, you know, you go back, you get off the call, you get back to your regular life, and you're still surrounded by all the stuff that was keeping you in your old ways of doing things, you know? Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> it's hard. I mean, it's hard to make those shifts. You yeah, know? Like, those that's things. Why it's so great to have help. They pull at you, and even when you they least do. expect them to, even when you think that you are oh, for yeah. your own change. There's just elements totally. of self-sabotage that is so interesting if you really look at it. Yeah. And, it, it, yeah, it's very strange. Well, let's shift a little bit to you as an entrepreneur because this is so fascinating what you do, and I think people can hear this is a passion work. This is a, you know, mm-hmm. this is a love work that you do with people, and, you know, it's a respect work. You deliver something that offers respect and dignity to your clients, but you still have to run a business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yep. talk yep. to me a little bit about how you saw that, and, and you have turned it in one year on a much bigger level than I've seen typical with life coaches. Oh, uh-huh. So tell me a little bit about your thought process, because I do have a lot of people listening who are thinking about starting up, or I have a lot mm-hmm. of entrepreneurs who are like, oh, if it gets a little hard, they're like, oh, it's a sign. The universe is telling me to stop, you know, (laughs) and they get uncomfortable and it's hard. So tell me a little bit about your journey in that and how you've built it so successfully already in just a year. I mean, for me, no question. Absolutely. The difference was at that retreat last year, Mm -hmm. I joined their business mentoring program and got and signed up for coaching for the year. Like I said, I I had been self-employed before. I, I I knew that I could probably do it 
but I also knew that it would be hard by myself and it would, it would be slow and I'd probably make a lot of mistakes even though I was getting like a fair amount of good information for free online about how to set up and all this stuff, you know, there is, there's just nothing like surrounding yourself with other people who are doing it right mm -hmm. and getting at least some one-to-one -one help for when you specifically have questions, you know? Um, I mean, so for me, like basically having a business coach has made all the difference in my willingness to even take this on. Cause I really wouldn't have, if I, I mean, I just, it wouldn't have been worth the effort right. for the level of success that it would have come out of it would have been okay. Well, and you're, I just, you're I, practicing what you preach here because, you know, you ask yeah. people to walk into accountability, not making mistakes, you know, also that you can't, yeah. can't always serve your own self the way you want to. Right. And you need that outside help and people who have yeah. had that experience and yeah. are going to hold some space for you and not be yeah. judgmental. So the, all these yeah. things you just mentioned that you needed in a business coach is what you're providing as a life coach. So I find that really yeah. interesting. And I, I love that, you know, you're not reticent or you don't see that as a sign of weakness. But I think that's oh one gosh, thing no. that entrepreneurs need to hear is it's like, it's not weak to ask for help. Is all the information out there on the web? Yes. So is yeah. how to be thin, you know, look right. younger and, right. you know, and have all your yeah. life in order and be the best parent. But I don't have that kind of accountability or help or insight that a yeah. real person, you know, can provide me. And that's just such a huge huge difference. So yeah. tell me about what's what's been your biggest insight, or I hate saying biggest or whatever, just, you know, what comes oh, to your uh -huh. mind and some things that, what helped you in that coaching and what were some of the things that, you know, like, if you looked back, you'd say, gosh, I wish I hadn't done this. What would help another entrepreneur make a yeah. leap a little, a little bigger? I would say for me, one of the biggest things has been sorting out some of my money issues. I had earned good money before, but there definitely is something different about when it's, in this case, it's like something that I'm really invested in. I really want this business to work. I mean, I wanted my program evaluation to do well also, but that is nothing compared to how much of myself, you know, feels a part of this business. And right. so putting money around that. <laughs> oh, so many issues. Uh, I know. I, yeah. every, every entrepreneur on this podcast just went, uh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah. So, How, what, what feelings came up for you about that? Or Oh, gosh. Um, oh, <laughs> here's a really crazy one. Um, and this, you know, somebody, it was great. Like, the great, <laughs> the great thing about setting up as a coach and getting coach training is you get coached constantly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's great because you can work out all that stuff that comes up. So I was having a, a coaching session with one of my fellow trainees and we were talking about money and I said, okay, one of the things that's coming up for me is that, you know, if I make money in this business because um, I don't need to make a ton of money financially, like I'm married, my husband makes a salary, like I don't quote unquote need more money. And so I had a huge hang up around that. And one of the thoughts that came out of my head as I was talking to this other coach was, if I earn money in my business, that has to support everybody else. And by everybody else, I mean like everybody in the world <laughs> has to have, ha like has, there has to be, that's what my money is doing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I mean, no pressure, right? No, no pressure. none at all. Just just start um, it. Just go start it now. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that was just the craziest thing. I could not believe that it was in my head. I could not believe it came out of my mouth, you know. But 
realizing that that like, oh my gosh, that's the hangup that I'm having or one of them, you know? Well, no wonder I'm having trouble. Right, right, right. But you totally work through it to the point where you literally are very upfront with what the investment is that people need to make in themselves in order to get your time. So how did you make that connection? And Because as an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. the big turnaround for me was um, another general issue around money, which, you know, that I have to support everybody in the world was a version of is I don't deserve to make money. Mm-hmm. I don't deserve to make a lot of money because I don't need a lot of money. Starting, I mean, that showed up in many different versions, but you know, what has helped me turn that around a lot is, you know what? I have a big mission to do here. I absolutely need that money. And it, it's not even like need. It's just, well, that's what's required if I'm going to accomplish this mission that I have to help. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Oh, I love the word mission. Let's, you know, I I love like grasping on to those things because that was the idea of that there was a mission was the thing that was actually holding you back in making money. And yet it is the thing. So don't throw the mission out, but, you know, letting it like bringing it into a place where it could actually spur you on to Mm -hmm. take charge of the money issue so that you could blow that money concept and really get you know, what your what your time is worth so you could mm-hmm. really do your mission. I love that. I love that mission. Yeah. I, I'd love yeah. to hear from, you know, listeners what, you know, about what their mission is. And, mm-hmm. and maybe that word might help, you know, work in there in order to help them kind of conquer a few of the money issues. And I, I hear it all the time, Wendy. Yeah. Entrepreneurs come in, um, even even when they have a, you know, a very established, still a small business, maybe you would say, but a very mm-hmm. established one, they still have a hard time as the owner upping their paycheck or, yeah. you know, just yeah. it, it, things like that. And I know there's a huge step for an entrepreneur when you decide to put yourself on payroll and say no more of this if money comes in thing. Mm-hmm. And regardless mm-hmm. of whether you need it or not, there is a big deal when you just put yourself on payroll. And yeah, well, and the other thing is, you know, making people, you know, asking the client to make that kind of commitment. I mean, what they're doing, they're not, I mean, they're giving me the money, but what they're doing is investing in themselves. Yes. That's the, you know, the money is like the sign because money is really mm-hmm. important for us in our society. Right. That is like the big sign of commitment. I am in for this. I am making this change, you know. I'm committed. Right. Well, time and money, right? Yeah. And, you know, (laughs) making that, asking them to make that commitment to themselves is what's huge. I mean, that by itself is a huge up level. Right. You know, for a lot of clients, they've never done something like that for themselves before. Yeah. They've never come at something saying, I want to be who I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And and it's worth worth pursuing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I, I love this so much. I'm I'm so glad that you're able to break it apart a little bit and let some of you know my listeners who are entrepreneurs feel mm-hmm. that sense of vulnerability in that it does take some effort, but it takes asking for help in oh, order yeah. to launch your business. And it's I it just so much hate it. Easier. That's the thing. It's just so much easier and right. it's so much faster. Right. When people are helping you. I mean that's and that's another tends to be another deservingness thing. Like I don't deserve to get help or I'm not worth 
getting the help or I don't deserve for things to be easy. Right. I you should know? struggle. This should be yeah. hard. This should, I should yeah. be miserable for some time. I should work super right. long like, hours. That's just what it takes. I should never you know? see my kids. I should whatever it is, you know. Yeah. I like, can't go on vacation. Reality. Yeah. It's so, um, oh, my gosh. It's so draining. It's right. so tiring. Right, right. And yeah, it's not what we really want. But yet society does suck us in pretty, pretty deeply. Oh, and... it totally does. Mm-hmm. Totally does. Yeah. yeah. Even the best yeah. of us get, get hooked, oh, don't we? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why I have coaches. Right. I know that I'll get sucked in if I'm not careful. Right, you know? right. Well, what's so. coming up on the horizon for you? We talked a while back that you were thinking about maybe coming up pretty soon where you're developing some workshops or something like that. So tell me a little yeah. bit about what's on your horizon. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, I'm very excited about workshops. Um I you know, I coach people by phone so I can coach people anywhere. Mm-hmm. But um I want to get started with some local workshops which are I'm just I'm in Alexandria, mm-hmm. um Virginia, south of DC and um do some stuff with the Zentangle which is like a it's basically it's, it's super fun and easy way to create these really um beautiful patterns like little just small pieces of artwork literally anybody can do it like if you can write your name you can make these really cool looking (laughs) patterns that like everybody I mean I have yet to do it with anybody who is not super impressed with themselves when they are finished I love that (laughs) yeah it's so fun um and so you know doing some stuff with that and then incorporating some of the coaching messages in you know as people are working on the patterns and sort of you know what kind of take-home messages can you notice from this? I mean, there's just lots of great stuff that can um, come out of that, you know, a lot of creativity. Right. Super fun. Right. Well, one thing I appreciate about, appreciate about you as an entrepreneur, just a business owner, and as a peer here, I do really, really, really appreciate how much you truly know your ideal client. And mm-hmm. I talk about it all the time in my podcast. I think it brings so much clarity And I just, I remember even reading, I think, I'm pretty sure it was on your homepage, maybe it's on your website somewhere, but man, you just like, you nailed it. You're like, this is who you are. You're like this, you're like this, you're driven, you're smart, you're successful, you're amazing, you know? And, and yet there's something else. And just that sense of, you know, letting it resonate with, with, with somebody. And I just challenge anybody who's thinking about starting their business or needs to really take the business to a next level. A lot of times when we have successful businesses, it's because the first ideal client who got us to the success is not the ideal client that is going to take us to the next level. Oh, uh-huh. And so we have to, you know, developing um, an ideal client is not something we do just at the beginning, but it's it's something that we're always, you know, reforming yeah. and we're always working on. And I just feel that really strongly from you. And I think if, if anybody's kind of struggling with that, should take a look at her website because she really nails it in there. She knows who she's looking for, who's going to be that perfect fit. And that way it just seems like it clears the smoke. It, it, yeah. it, is it going to be a good fit? And that way it's good yeah. work for you. It's good work for them. Everybody's mm-hmm. happy. They invest in yeah. themselves finally. And we all like, yeah. you know, and then the angels sing. Oh. Right, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. I wish yeah. every day at work were like that. But <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. 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 So <laughs> this has been so awesome, Wendy. I know you and I could talk forever and a day. But yeah. um, please go out and visit wendylimbert.com. Like I said, uh, right now, and you still have it out there, right? A free five-minute to reset meditation and you've you've changed that over yeah you've changed that over time so you know if you're listening to this podcast later there might be something different there but good stuff and obviously a super easy person to talk to and I just appreciate so much you coming 
on and sharing a little bit of insight into, you know, what a different type of business looks like. I talk a lot about what it's like to run a creative agency and manage creatives. And I I talk about all kinds of oddities, but uh, so nice to talk with someone who's doing, you know, something a little different. Hopefully that opened up you know, a little bit, maybe a vista on something else for one of my listeners. But Wendy, tell us where we can reach you, Twitter, what's your preferred thing, you know, cell phone. I always tell people they can just write me a note, stick it to a bottle of champagne, leave it on my desk. (laughs) So how do you like to be contacted? Yeah, by all means. Are are you in? Are you in? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, people can, you know, like you said, they can find me at wendylimbert.com or email Wendy at wendylimbert.com is great. If anybody's looking to relax and be a little creative, you can check out my Etsy shop, which is a lot of fun. I have some coloring cards on there. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. I'm going to go there today. Oh, good. Yeah. It's, How um, cool. You just go to etsy.com and you can do a search for popcorn coaching. Okay. Oh, so. and you know, I failed to mention that at the beginning, but that is the name of the business, Popcorn Coaching, oh, yeah, Wendy Lim- Limbert. And so it is at wendylimbert.com, but the actual name of the business is Popcorn Coaching. So, yeah, and um, popcorncoaching.com actually is active too. So oh, it, awesome. it'll go the same place. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. We, I'd love to have you on again, talk with you about like a, as the business progresses and what you've oh, learned absolutely. in business and, and some fun things. And I'm so excited to see great. you again and, and dig deep into how we can continue to be peers and sharpening each other's business. So I encourage people yeah. out there, you know, if you felt like, oh, it's so awesome to listen to Wendy and Priscilla talk and kind of talk shop, find somebody you can talk shop with because it is absolutely. enjoyable and you can't do this stuff alone. So thank you so, so much, Wendy. This has been really fun. Yeah, really fun. It's been super fun. So this is Priscilla McKinney with Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Podcast. And today was my guest, Wendy Limbert. And together, the two of us just wish you the very best day. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.